and welcome back to a new episode of Tribal Council Chat. This week we are reviewing episode four of Survivor 45. And as always, we are your hosts. My name is Bruce Heller. My name is Parnell. And let's get started. And before we dive into the actual recap of the episode, Brett and I have a new segment that we meant to debut on the show last week and forgot. We did it online, but it wasn't on the show. And that is a player of the week slash player of the episode. So, Brett, who is your player of the week for episode four? So, this week, I'm going to go with Bruce. Um, I found in this in this episode, Bruce has a few big moments. Um, he starts off with a very good tribe swap. Um, seems to integrate himself, is the leader, but isn't taking over. Um, we've seen Katura try to get rid of him. That hasn't happened yet. And now we also see him go through this character arc of overcoming living on the same beach that he was medically evacuated in and really pushing from there and maybe looking at moving on towards making the merge. Yeah, Bruce had a good episode. And I was listening to On Fire yesterday, and I can't remember if it was Jay, who's like the fan perspective on the podcast, or if Rick Devin said it, or both of them. But they were hoping that in a swap, Bruce and Emily would end up in a tribe together after what happened on the barge. And they said that if that was going to happen, Bruce and Katura staying together was the next best thing. So we'll see how that goes. For my player of the episode... I legitimately didn't know who to go with until I pressed record on this. But I'm going to go with Emily, who I've been talking a lot about lately. But we had kind of seen her rise up from the bottom into a good position on Lulu with her and Caleb. She gets swapped onto a tribe where the only thing these people have seen from her is her going after Bruce at the marooning. So I'm kind of expecting her to be on the bottom again. I think she was expecting that. But she uses the lessons Caleb taught her, and we see how she's grown as a social player. And she's kind of in the power position on New Bello in a way, because there's two from original Reba and two from original Bello, and Emily in the middle somehow finding herself in the power position again after almost being the first boot. As much as it's difficult, and I really like that pick, as much as it's difficult to go from a swap when you're such a small tribe, if you can luck out in the swap like Emily did and be the one in a two, in a two and two, you can go very far in this game. But also it, using Caleb's social lessons and the things they talked about better, because if she, even if she's the one between two duos, not well, one duo and then two people from Bellow. I'm not sure how close those two were, but even if she's the one between two sets of two, if she goes in there playing like she did the first couple days, she's still the next one gone. So seeing that social growth and learning from what Caleb and her talked about was really cool to see. I'm loving her character growth so far. Same. Into the episode. And first, I want to talk about the reaction kind of like before to what your reaction is before the main title. So when we see Sean completely blindsided, first of all, what 
And then we also see Caleb talking about that he invested capital in Emily and it's now paying off. Uh, what was your thoughts at that point specifically in relation to the vote that happened in the episode before and we get to see the tribe come back to camp? Yeah, so the Sean quote that stuck out to me, there's a couple things, but one of the first things he says in a confessional is, well, I guess Caleb and Emily got close at some point. And to me, that just really makes it sound like he's not paying attention to the game around him. And to what's unfolding. Well, I mean, like you're caught let's not spoil guard. the end, but... Well, yes, but this was what I was thinking in the moment. Like, I guess they got close at some point. Like, you need to be paying better attention than that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, he, Sean seemed at this point to be giving hints that he was just out on an island on his own. And not focused so much on the game, but just focused on being there. Well, and he really starts scrambling here, because at first he's, well, I just wish you guys would have told me. Then it's, well, it's fine. I'm glad this happened. Thank you guys for keeping me around. And he really just starts scrambling, trying to gain traction on any angle he can. And Caleb and Emily are just not buying it, any of it. Yeah. And then in Christmas, we see Caleb talking about his relationship with Emily and how, like, I know you've already said that, that, that he's teaching her the game and moving forward, and that's going very well for them. But we see that come right up also in this scene. Yeah, we do. And really good for them. And I like the duo that those two have formed. And somewhere in my notes, I remember writing this down. We haven't come across it yet. I think it was after the swap. But I wrote down, I have officially turned a 180 from the premiere because I ended the premiere really not liking Emily, wanting to see her go next. And I I like her now. I officially I like she her. she was gone until the moment that Hannah started talking. She's one of my – she was gone until Hannah started talking. But I went from wanting her out the next episode to – she's one of my t top two or three favorites now. Like, her and Caleb and maybe Sifu are probably my top three. I'm not sure what the order is, but I, I've turned a 180 on my opinion with Emily. So then from there, we get into the tribe swap. And I guess – we see the new times made. It's kind of funny how it's brought up like, oh, I wonder if there's a twist. And then, sure enough, Jeff has 15 buffs there. <laughs> I know. And it's the, those three words, drop your buffs, are kind of iconic for Survivor fans. And it just kind of felt magical to hear those words again after oh, it did. four seasons like, about it. I think the last time we heard that, yes, it, four seasons doesn't sound like a lot, but then when you factor in the shutdown and Fiji's borders being closed and all, it's like we haven't heard those words since Jeff split and put like iconic duos together like Michelle and Poverty and like Rob and Sarah be as rivals. Yeah. 
And the icon and kept the iconic trio together of Rob, Adam, and Ben. Who, if you're gonna keep three people from original Sele, that's like the last three people you want to keep together because they all hated each other separately. Yeah. But so going into this new tribe swapping forty five, what's your initial reaction when you look at the new tribes? First off, before we get to the swap, I like Jeff's challenge questions. Like, when we're at challenges and he just starts asking questions like it's a mini tribal or something. That's kind of fun. I enjoy yes. that. So do I. Jonathan on Australian Survivor does an even crazier job of that than Jeff does. He'll just treat a challenge like it's tribal and go deep into stuff sometimes. It's hilarious. But, so I have starting... Well, first of all, Lulu gets all split up, which... Is just keeping with the Matt Singh comparison that a lot of people have been making. Yeah. Where we saw the last two oh, from. Man. Go ahead. I was just going to say, before we even go into like one tribe at a time, I found that if I had to break the tribes up myself, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is as fair of a tribe swap as a random tribe swap could have been. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, Lulu, yeah, they get all split up, which keeps with the Matt Singh comparison that I've heard you make a couple times, where with Matt Singh, it got down to Malcolm and Denise, and they got split apart into two tribes. We had three people yeah. left here. They go to three different tribes. So let's take this tribe by tribe. On the new Lulu, we have Caleb, Kelly, Bruce, Katura, and Jake. I love this track. Yeah, me too. I love all three tribes. Bruce you, and Katura still being together is funny. I was just going to say that. You have this, like, from the old Bellow. Bruce and Katura still being a rivalry. Kelly being somewhere in the middle where she could go with her former ally Katura. She could go with Bruce. Caleb is, at this point, one of the very, you can tell, very good players on the season that's thrown into that group. I could see some interesting alliances being built here and maybe this group going very far. Yep, and we'll get into this a little bit later with the Camp Life segment. But up until this episode, the Bruce and Katura thing has always seemed very one-sided. We've seen her complaining about him constantly and never really heard anything from him on the subject. And that changes this week. We hear a little bit of his opinion about her this week also. So... I'm glad to kind of get more on the story there. But it's interesting to see what happens with this tribe if they don't win. Also, I'm interested to see where Kelly goes cuz she and Br she and Brando were one of like what the three or four tight duos of the season. And so cuz it Caleb and Emily had kind of become that last episode. But, like, we had these duos of Austin and Drew, Julian D, Kelly and Brando were the three that stuck out. And Kelly Absolutely. split up from Brando now. So we had seen her say at Old Bella that she has this ability to either row out with the guys or align with the girls. And we're going to see that put to the test now because her duo that was helping her make all the decisions together is gone. So yeah. I'm interested to see where she goes. At the same time, it'll be interesting because, I mean, this tribe to me seems 
just as capable to if you anybody but Caleb though, maybe not seeing tribal until the most. Yeah. And honestly, if they do go to tribal, I think the most likely scenario well, I take that back. I was gonna say the three bellows just stay bellow strong for their own good, even though two of them don't like each other. But I just don't see Katura being willing to do that. Yeah. That would be the smart move. Would be, would be the three of them stick together. It's a five person tribe. Take out Jake or take out Caleb. Probably Jake, because Reba has bigger numbers than Lulu. And like last season we saw the Ratu versus I forget the other tribe, but the green tribe go to war with each other all season. And if you can get ahead on that, you do it. But I don't know who to think is going out. Probably Katura would be my guess is who goes next if they go to tribal as I'm talking this out. Yeah. I guess there's a high likelihood of that, but who knows? So, new Reba, we have... Sifu, D, Julie, and Sean. And Jay. Which is a very interesting tribe. Yeah. Um, you have Sean plus four former Libra, so four people haven't left. Yeah. And which is interesting because they were they Reba was the dominant tribe pre-merge. Yeah. Sean, pre-swap, I mean. Sean's getting the Amber treatment from All-Stars. Of None of these people had to swap tribes, except I'm here with them. So, yeah. that's where it goes. Exactly. Um, could go very well or very poorly. Well, we, I take that back. We know how it goes. But that's what I was yeah. thinking in the moment was, what? see how this goes. But I was thinking of Amber. Did not go the same way. Uh, no, clearly not. <laughs> but, um, but no, I I really like this because the thing I noticed right here is that you split Drew and Austin from Julie and D. Yeah. So while you have four former Reba, it's like all of the sun in and Sifu have some power that they didn't have on the beach one night ago. Yeah. And the Julian D are one of the three duos we've been talking about all season. But as a group, these four Reba are not united. Yeah. And we see that when we leave the immunity challenge. The first confessional we end up seeing later, and we'll get to this when we get to that part in the episode. Is Jay saying, I'm going to target Sifu immediately? Which, personally, I think is kind of a dumb idea, but we'll get to that. So, do you have any more thoughts from the new Reba tribe? Uh, not really, but I can't agree with you more. I do think that's a dumb idea, because if, if Jay was actually thinking of the game in a more broader way, she would realize, especially now, that... Julie and D are a duo, and her and Sifu have to be a duo going forward, or else one of them is going to go, and then the other one is going to go. Well, and also beyond that, and I realize the physical part of the game has kind of been 
not necessarily devalued, but fans and players are kind of putting less and less of, a, of an emphasis on it lately. But I I still feel like the same strategy from the day Survivor started. You keep the strong people around pre-merge to avoid tribal. Then you take them out at merge or early post-merge. But this point in the Can game, you, you don't take Sifu out. That's how you keep going to tribal. Not at all. Can we now I'm somewhere in the middle if I was playing where I always say like someone like Sifu, there's no way I take out. You need his strength. In yeah. contrast, to me as a player, if I was there, let's go with probably the most famous physical competitor of all time, which is Ozzy. Yeah. I take out early simply because we see his competitive nature tend to take over. Yeah. And if you can't hold up to that level, you become a target. But in Sifu's case, he seems like a great guy. Of course, keep him around and use his strength to help win. So, in that case, and part of the thing with Ozzy, too, is I say take hit, I say take the physical threats out at merge boot or early post-merge. Ozzy's someone that can go on an immunity streak, too, that I would be a little bit afraid of. But they can't keep winning forever. Look at Joe Anglum on 31. He won like three in a row. And then literally passed out. And then somehow, by the way, the first time he didn't win, manages to stay around somehow. But, like, he had that target on him from the first time he won that challenge because everyone knew he can't win forever. But... So let me ask you this, because this thought came to my mind. Going back to probably the most infamous physical player of the new era, Jonathan Young of Survivor 42. What's your strategy if you're on a tribe with that guy, that giant human being that beasted out in every challenge? I mean, I think in that point, I would move forward with him. Yeah. And as we see... He goes far in the game, but he doesn't win. But if it wasn't for someone like Jonathan getting those four to stick together, odds are, and win those challenges when they were a tight four, odds yeah. are Marianne doesn't win, and Lindsay and Omar probably don't finish as high as they did. Kaku goes to tribal pre-merge way more than they do without Jonathan, because I don't remember the exacts of it, but there was one challenge where they had – it was like in the water and they had like a ladder or a pole or something. And he's just like dragging everyone through the water as it's wavy and choppy. Yeah. And just insanity. I would like to see that guy come back again just to watch him in challenges. But commented today on another post. I'd like to see him be on the challenge USA three. Oh, that'd be great. Oh my God. Put him in like Fessy in a hall brawl against each other. Yeah. Or pole wrestle. Pole wrestle is my favorite challenge elimination. But yeah. that'd be great. I hadn't even thought of that. So anyway, um, moving looking on. Looking at Bello. Yeah. The new one. New Bello, we've got Austin, Drew, Brando, Kendra, and Emily. And this might be my favorite of the post-swap tribes. I like all of them. But this is a fun group of people so, so far. Yeah, this is a fun group. So far, just from like... When I look at, like, from a character standpoint, a lot of my favorite players in the game are 
on this tribe. Yeah, for sure. And starting with Emily, but not just with her, but like Austin's been a very humorous character. Kendra seems like a very interesting character this season. Yeah, Brando's just, he's fun so far. And so, here's, and we, we talked about this tribe a little bit earlier, so we don't need to spend as much time here. We've got the Austin and Drew duo, who are very much a duo. We've got Emily on her own. And we've got Brando and Kendra, which is kind of the question mark for me, because they were on the same tribe pre-swap, but I don't know how close those two are. Seemed to be in that group where I thought maybe if they did have to, if the old Bellow did have to go to final, he could have voted with the three girls in order to be a four against Bruce and Jake. So that's always possible. See, the thing also, though, was Brando and Kelly didn't know if they wanted to go with Bruce and Jay or go with the girls, but those two were going to be together. So I legitimately have no idea what would have happened if original Bello had had to go to tribal. But, probably the most interesting tribal this season that we never got to see. Because Lulu just sucked that much. My notes from the swap overall are... We Of the three duos, we see two of them are still together. Austin and Drew are together, and Dee and Julie are on a tribe together. But we see the third duo split apart with Kelly and Brando. So it'll be interesting to see how the two of them do. And then it, will be. it looked like they had a challenge set up here, like in the ground. Yes, they, but they didn't use it. Was, no. Um. Well, whether they did or not, who knows, but we didn't see it. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if there was some sort of reward challenge that went on. True. But we didn't see it, so it's not really part of the season. Yeah. So, where, where are we at next? We basically through all the tribes, so we don't really need to go so much into how each tribe was fitting in, because we already talked about that. Um, but let's go into immunity. This yeah. was this was one amazing challenge. I really liked what Cat Production did on like building this new challenge and taking some elements that we saw of the older challenges, but now instead of all of the tribe members having to escape from that cage in the water, they actually had to bring it all the way to shore. Yeah, it was a really fun challenge. Carrying the cage was a really fun twist. A lot of Survivor fans, myself included, have kind of complained that a lot of the challenges for a while now have been really similar to each other. So this is yeah. one we've seen before, but they changed it. We have to carry the cage with us now, and it's really cool. I mean, if we wanted to finally get some new challenges, maybe some past players, Christian Hubicki, Lauren O'Connell, Cousin Garrett, are kind of helping us out with this. Yeah. David Wright. Or just we don't even need new challenges. Just bring back some of the old ones they stopped using. They stopped using. Like forty three and forty four brought back one of my very favorite challenges with last gasp. That hadn't been used forever before forty three. I've been rewatching Borneo and the one where they're on the like rope course spider web thing running through the woods was so much fun. Oh yeah. 
Like, bring back those more quirky challenges like that. It doesn't have to always be an obstacle course followed by a puzzle, which is what it basically always is at this point. Lots of things that they can use and then also out there. And like you say, even if you don't necessarily make new challenges, even just tweaking the, the challenge a little bit from one season to the next, like we saw with carrying the cage, will make it impossible to prepare for challenges. Yeah. And so... So in this, we see Lulu off to a huge lead. That was interesting to see that yellow cage ahead because we're so used to it being somewhere else in the ocean. Yeah, for sure. And in contrast, Bello comes second. We see Reba come third. Which is not something we're used to because usually Reba is always I can get up in the middle of or at the start of the challenge go into the kitchen, grab some chips and another drink, and you come back and sure enough, Reaper's won already. That yeah. wasn't the case anymore with these new tribes. I know, it's great. And so Reba loses, and coming out of the challenge, like we said, we see J. Maya talking about wanting to take Sifu out for some reason. But we yeah. see a little bit from each tribe's camp. And so at at New Lulu, one thing I had noticed was Katura still going after Bruce. And we finally see Bruce say, like, she's coming after me. This is the last straw. Which we hadn't really seen anything from him about this beef. And it always kind of felt kind of one-sided to me. Similar to in Samoa when Shambo just has this vendetta against Laura Moret for no reason. Yeah. Or but... the one I thought of in 41 when... um. Just has this weird dream about Sydney. Yeah. And then the other thing from New Lulu is we see this scene of Caleb and Jake kind of bonding and feeling each other out, but like also not knowing if they can trust each other yet. And both saying they want to, but they don't know if the other person does. So, really yeah. interesting dynamic there. I'm interested to see what happens. Oh, yeah, same. And then New Bella, we talked about the 2-2-1 two, two, split. I love Emily's swap facial expression. Are always the best for swap tribes. Can we just get a TV show like Emily's facial expressions reacting to things in life? That'd be great. Yeah, that would be. And then my other notes are stuff we already talked about. And so now we get to New Reba, pre-tribal. And I, I'm never really a fan of when people do this, but we see Julie and Dee going through Sean's bag. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, I'm never a fan of this either. At the same time, I can't blame them. I'm always somebody that says if production doesn't want you to do it, they should make a rule about it. Yeah. And that really goes for anything in the game because at the end of the day, there's only three rules to survival, outweigh, outplay, and outlast. And you can't take someone's advantage. Yes. But I will say, we've seen people go through each other's bags so many times, but this one was different because they took the time to remember 
the places that everything was in and how he had it tied. Yeah. Kind of and that just shows you a couple of things, too, is both, one, how well about these sort of things in the game Sean is thinking to tie his bag in such a unique way that he'll know, but, two, how well organized somebody like Diaz to be able to actually focus on that and place things back as they were without getting caught. Yeah, for sure. And so, sorry, where are we at next? Basic, what was I thinking of is ultimately how we saw people were going to vote. One of the things that stuck out to me was, and this kind of goes back to the challenge, but is Julie saying, in contrast with what we see from Jemaya, if Julie says, if Sifu wasn't here, and I think it's Julie, correct me if I'm wrong, but if Sifu wasn't here, we'd still be out in that ocean right now. That was Julie, because Jemaya and Dee both want to go for Sifu, and Julie's saying in a confessional she really doesn't want to do that, but can't decide if she wants to make waves or not. So, yeah. And really quick, because we had a quick scene back at New Lulu. Bruce told Kelly that she was his number one, which is really weird to me, because they both saw that Jake was pretty clearly his number one on their original yeah. tribe. And Kelly and Brando are one of the tightest duos of the season. So I don't know what he's doing there, but I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. So let's get into Tribal um, before we do Ally Blindside Foo Spook. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we know what happened. We have a whole episode that just came out on casting where we go really into this whole quitting issue that's in 45. So we don't really need to go a whole lot there. But I was surprised. What do you think, Bruce, about the fact that at least in this tribe they had to vote? I don't as really, opposed to in episode one. I don't know why they felt... Actually, I, I have a theory. Because after the premiere, On Fire, Probst was talking about how he's trying to feel out the players as this was happening. Because ultimately yeah. the players control tribal. If the players right. want to, he will absolutely allow them to vote someone else out and make the person that is wanting to quit stay. Yeah. And with Lulu in episode one, they were all just kind of good with letting Hannah quit. And here we see there's still people that want Sifu out anyway. So I think that's why they still Indeed, vote. Deep vote for Sifu. Yeah, that's weird. And that's another question I have, though, is because even after someone basically quits and in the words of probes doesn't own his quit he tries to romanticize it and make it seem better than it is we see julie and d vote two different ways and i'm one is that going to affect them as a duo going forward or is there going to be any result of that or that do they just kind of go forward with one mindset now that sean is gone i mean I think it gives Sifu an opening. Yeah. In the fact that someone voted against him and he knows they're still in the game. So he can, if some if there's not a tight three and someone in that other group other than Sifu feels on the bottom, 
he has an avenue to work with now to target D that he may have not had before. Yeah. And so I love Sifu. Sifu just has this crazy, funny chaos energy that I'm here for. Yeah. It, again, it reminds me of Game Changers Tony. Which is might be my favorite version of Tony because who else is gonna on day one as you're arriving at Camp Co? I'm gonna run into the woods and look for an idol and sprint full speed into the woods. And everybody thinks he's joking, so they just let him do it. I that was such an unhinged version of Tony, and I love Game Changers Tony. Yeah. But anyway, really disappointing tribal. Uh, we don't need to go a ton into Sean's quit because, like Brett said, we did a whole episode exclusively on YouTube about casting and the quitter quitters this season. Go check that out. By the time this episode drops, that'll be live on YouTube. And so and let's make sure to like the video on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for sure. And so, align blindside first boot. Who you got? Yeah. A interesting group of people. Um, as we finally get a swap back, I'm gonna give you three swap screwed players. Oh, that's mine too. And what's with this? We keep not, I swear, audience, we are not talking about the themes, and we get half the time we come up with the same theme. I um, didn't. I didn't even know what my theme was going to be till halfway through. I'm looking at swap screwed, screwed players on Reddit right now on my phone. So, and I did it this afternoon during lunch break. Who knows? I'm 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 going to give you a few lesser known names, so probably ones that you might not come up with. Maybe yeah, if you do, you can just pick one off the list. My three are but all your winners, options, so you're good. Your options are Survivor Africa, Lindsay Richter, who Survivor Guatemala, Brian Corridan. Ooh, I like him. And Survivor Korong, Anna Kate. Is this like Anna Kate now or Anna Kate when she was on Survivor? I'm going to assume we're always talking about the show. This is not a pol politics podcast. I didn't think so. I just wanted to make sure. I actually liked Anna on the show. I think she showed a lot of potential. I wanted to align with Brian, first of all, but he's so good. If I go to the end with him, I probably lose. Yeah. Lindsay, I don't remember a ton, but the whole like young people group in Africa that wanted to just kind of sleep in every morning and let the old people older people do all the work around camp for them kind of annoyed me. So I guess I'll first boot her, use the a great player with Brian and blindside him and put that on my resume, and go to the end with Anna by default. I am also going to first boot Lindsay, but I'm going to do it in the exact opposite. I'll blindside Anna, um, being that I think that she would be a very interesting juror, probably look at the game quite well as someone who at least, again, talking at that time, was in the gambling business, and going that leaves me to ally with Brian and having two super fans at the end would be a pretty fun dynamic. And so the three swap screwed players I have for you are all winners. But they got swap screwed in season well, one of them got swap screwed in their winning season. The other two were from different seasons. 
You have okay. Amber Burkich slash Mariano, who, like we talked about, got swat screwed in All Stars, where everyone from both tribes stayed with their original tribes, except Amber got moved to the other group. And so, I mean, it ended up working out for her, so I'm not sure if that qualifies as being swap screwed or not, but... Yourself? You do or don't think so? I think it qualifies. Okay, good. You've got Sandro Diaz-Twine, who, despite coming in as a two-time winner and a giant target, had full control of her first two tribes somehow. Game Changer Sandro is also an underrated version of her. And then a second swap comes, and on the third tribe, she's just outside of the numbers. She can't do anything. And then on the third one, you've got the GOAT, Parvati Shallow, who in Winners at War was on a tribe that could have been her and Michelle together. They were on a tribe together, but the other people on the tribe were people Michelle had pre-gamed with. So Parvati was really down four to one with no options there. Who's gone? Um, I am going to align with Poverty. I think I've said this before, but that I took an online class with her, so we already, we talk about Michelle pre-gaming. You could theoretically say that Poverty and I have had a relationship for a few weeks in real life. I am going to blindside Amber, um, as a result of... I would think it would be neat to see her as back on the jury and she'd be a very neutral jury. That leads me to first boot Sandra um, because she's already the one two-time winner here. So I'm going to, again, like you said, first boot Sandra, two-time winner. And when Denise blindsided Sandra, Denise kind of had this moniker of being the queen slayer the rest of the game. If I take Parvati out, I get to be the goat slayer, and that'd be really cool to take the best to arguably the best to ever do it out. That's a resume yeah. move, and I'm gonna align with Amber, not because only because she's the only person left, but Amber won because she went to the end with someone that everyone hated. I yeah. feel like I can be a little bit more likable than the All Stars version of Rob. So true. Great picks. Well, that was a great episode recap. Before you all grab your torches and head back to camp, Bruce, I know you're going to have a guest host on next week. I'm going to be in Mexico, but yep. we're going to be doing a secondary podcast that's just going to be a fun episode that I'm going to be doing from south of the border. Yeah, my man, Ke friend in real life, Kevin Oliver, is going to be joining me next week. And see you guys. Have a great week. Thank you.